Is there victory over temptation? And what do I do when temptation is so strong? Today, we want to talk about living our lives, pleasing God, and how to win over sin, overcoming temptation. This is Robert Furrow, and welcome to Hot Topics. If you're new here, consider liking, subscribing, sharing, and ringing the bell so you can get all of our new content. The comment section is open below. We would love to hear from you. Now, I have some good news to you today. The Bible does lay out for us different passages that tells us how we can win over temptation, and that's really good. But it's also good for us to understand that we don't want sin in our lives. Sin is sin for a reason. God didn't just randomly choose different things to be sin. There's something inherent in sin that makes it sin. It is destructive, it is deceptive, and it brings forth death. And we are deceived by it, it destroys us, and it brings death to things in our lives. And I think if we could stand back, we would go, I don't want sin in my life. Even if you want it now, even if you're deceived by it and you think it's not going to cause a difficulty in your life, it's not going to cause some kind of a struggle, I would remind you that the Bible tells us, can a man take fire into his lap and not be burned? The Bible says if you sow to the wind, you're going to reap the whirlwind. We're told that if we sow to the flesh from the flesh, we'll reap corruption. If we sow to the spirit from the spirit, we'll reap life. So we want to get sin out of our lives. And today we're going to look at six ways the Bible tells us that we can overcome temptation. The first thing we want to look at is that the Bible tells us that temptation is not uncommon. Listen to what it says in 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you except such as is common to man, but God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you are able, but with the temptation will provide a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. Now this is, we all go through it, we all face it, but there is victory for it. Listen to what it says in Hebrews 4.15. For we do not have a high priest who cannot sympathize with our weaknesses, but was in all points tempted as we are, yet without sin. The first thing to realize is that we are going to be tempted. Jesus taught us to pray that we would not be led into temptation in the Lord's Prayer. But temptation is a part of the Christian walk, and we want to be ready for it. Which brings us to the second thing that we want to talk about, temptation, and that is that we should prepare ourselves before we're tempted. Because we know that Jesus sympathizes with us, that he was tempted in every way that we were, and yet he without sin, and we know that we're going to face temptation, one thing I know about myself, I will be tempted and you will be tempted. I know that about you as well. So we should prepare now so that when we are tempted, we are in a position to be able to win. Sometimes we know we're going to be tempted, and yet we just kind of don't even prepare for it at all. And then when we're faced with it, we wonder why was it so strong? So let me give you a few verses that really give us some keys in preparing for temptation. Number one is Psalms 37, four and five, where it says, delight yourself in the Lord, and he will give you the desires of your heart. Commit your way to the Lord and trust in him, and he shall bring it to pass. What a beautiful thing, that if I prepare daily for temptation by delighting myself in God today and in tomorrow, that means that when I face temptation, God will give me the desires of my heart, and if I desire in delighting in God is not giving into temptation, then it's a way that we can defeat it. A New Testament passage like it is John 15, 7, where it says, if you abide in me and my words abide in you, you will ask whatever you desire and it will be done for you. 
if you abide in Christ and his words abide in you, this means that we walk abiding in him, knowing him, loving him, being sold out to him. And it also means that we study his word or that we read his word and we let his word abide in us. Of course, when Jesus was tempted, he responded with the word of God. When Eve was tempted, she misused the word of God. She twisted it. She neglected it. She changed it. And that allowed her to be able to fall into temptation. Now, there's another passage, Matthew 4, 1 through 3, which tells us about Jesus's temptation. It says, then Jesus was led by the spirit into the wilderness to be tempted by the devil. And we're told that we're to pray that we are not led into temptation. It's not that God tempts us, but God might bring something into our lives that he might test us or bring something good about it. And the enemy uses it as a temptation. And then it says, after he had fasted for 40 days and 40 nights, he became hungry now, when the tempter came to him, he said, if you are the son of God, command these stones to become bread. So first of all, there was a weakness. And when we are weak, that is one of the times that we are most vulnerable to sin. And also using the things that God has given us for our own desires, that he would make the bread to satisfy his hunger, that we would think that it's about us and, and be tempted because of that. One more thing about preparing for temptation. Jesus said in Matthew 26, verses 40 and 41, then he came to his disciples and found them sleeping and said to Peter, who would later on that night deny him, what, could you not watch with me for one hour? Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. The spirit indeed is willing, but the flesh is weak. Watch and pray, lest you enter into temptation. So if we'll abide in Christ and his word in us, if we'll delight ourselves in the Lord, he'll give us the desires of our heart. And if we'll watch and pray, so we don't enter into temptation. Lord, help us that we might prepare today for the temptations that we will face tomorrow. The third thing we should understand about temptation is that there's a struggle inside of us. Listen to what it says in Galatians 5, 16 and 17. I say then, Walk in the spirit and you will not fulfill the lust of the flesh. What a great scripture. We can add that to other ones about how to overcome temptation and prepare for them. If I walk in the spirit today, if I delight myself in the Lord, if I abide in God's word and God's word abides in me, then I am not going to fulfill the lust of the flesh. For the flesh lusts against the spirit, it says, and the spirit against the flesh and are contrary to one another. So we do not do the things that we wish. That is, there's this struggle going on inside of me, my flesh with my spirit. Unfortunately, sometimes the flesh wins, and that's when we go to God and keep short accounts and ask him to forgive us. Now, Romans 8, 6, and 8 says, For to be carnally minded is death, but to be spiritually minded is life and peace. So we want to put our mind on the things of the spirit of God. It goes on to say, Because the carnal mind is enmity with God, for it is not subject to the law of God, nor indeed can it be. So then those who are of the flesh cannot please God. So we know that before we're born again, we can't please him. We know that Jesus said, those who worship God worship him in spirit and in truth. As we are born again, as we are transformed, not walk in the flesh because we can never please God with the things of the flesh. The fourth thing the Bible tells us about temptation is where it comes from. It doesn't come from God. We've already talked about that. But James 1 tells us this, each one of us is tempted when he is drawn away by his own desires and enticed. The enemy tempts us by something we are already enticed with. We often think that he's the tempter and he's coming in and he is the tempter, but we are tempted when we are enticed by something inside of us. It goes on to say, then when desire is conceived, it gives birth to sin. And when sin is full grown, it brings forth death. Then it says, 
Do not be deceived, my beloved brethren. Every good gift and every perfect gift is from above and comes down from the Father of lights, with whom there is no variation or shifting or turning. In other words, we are tempted when we are enticed by what comes out of us, but every good and every perfect gift comes from God, and there's nothing that you need in your life that doesn't come from Him because every good gift comes from Him. And we think, I need this sin in my life. I'm going to go ahead and nourish it. I'm going to go ahead and tolerate it. But the, everything that we need comes from God. The fifth thing that we need to know about temptation is that it's a battle that takes place in our mind. Someone once said, you can't stop a bird from flying over your head, but you can stop it from making a nest in your hair. And that's the idea. So in 1 Corinthians chapter 10, verses 4 and 5, it says, For the weapons of our warfare are not carnal, but mighty in God for the pulling down of strongholds casting down arguments and every high thing that exalts itself against the knowledge of God, bringing every thought captive to the obedience of Jesus Christ. So when the enemy tempts us, we start to allow our minds to go down a certain road. And by then, a lot of times it's already done. We have to take our thoughts captive to the obedience of Jesus. The sixth thing the Bible tells us about temptation is that we can have victory in this inner battle. Listen to what Galatians 6, 7, and 9 said. Do not be deceived. God is not mocked. Whatever a man sows, he will also reap. For he who sows to his flesh will of his flesh reap corruption, but he who sows to the Spirit will of the Spirit reap everlasting life. And let us not grow weary in doing good, for in due season we will reap if we do not lose heart. So we need to walk in the Spirit, not walk in the flesh, that we would fulfill the things of the flesh, but walk in the Spirit so we don't fulfill them. And as we do that, we can find victory, but we need to make sure that we do not grow weary in doing well. Now let's look back at a passage that we looked at in the beginning because there's two things there I want to show you. This is 1 Corinthians 10, 13. No temptation has overtaken you such as is common to man. God is faithful who will not allow you to be tempted beyond what you're able. So he promises that he's not going to give you more than you can handle. And so you say, but I'm really tempted. And, and it seems to be more than I can handle. Is that because you're, you're delighting in the things of the world rather than delighting in God that he would give you the desires of your heart? You're delighting in the things of the world. And so by the time the temptation comes, everything is so strong. May God help us that we would delight in him, abide in Christ, let God's word abide in us so that we would not face that heavy temptation. It also goes on to say in the same passage, but with the temptation will also make a way of escape that you may be able to bear it. That is, God promises there is always a door that if you are seeking it, you can find it and you can escape. I hope this helps you. God bless you. We'll see you next time on Hot Topics.